Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into yesterday in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. Yesterday is a film from Mr. Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle, who has brought many, many fantastic films to life uh, to the screen. Ones that I particularly enjoy Train Spotting, Slumdog Millionaire, 28 Days Later, Steve Jobs, 127 Hours, Sunshine, um, and uh, Scratching the Surface. Scratching the Surface. Uh, this is the 12th film of his I've seen. Uh, you know, and he, uh, I don't know, you know, I, I think, like I said, like, he has some pretty fantastic movies, Slumdog Millionaire, Best Picture Winner, uh, 127 Hours, Steve Jobs, um, you know, Best Pick, uh, not, uh, Oscar nominees, you know, he is really, you know, he's got the longevity, he's been around for quite some time, you know, train spotting. Mm-hmm. As perhaps you know, his first real breakout hit from '96, and that was 23 years ago. He's he. One of the things I will say is I think there's a lack of of outside of Train Spotting. I don't know that I would say that there's a, a particular style that Danny Boyle has. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't recognize a film as his. I don't think. And maybe I'm just too far removed. I haven't seen Slumdog or, you know, 28 Days Later, 127 Hours, and Train Spotting in a long time. So it could just be that I'm, I'm not really remembering whatever that style is. Uh, but I just, I, I don't, you know, watching yesterday, uh, knowing, you know, cognizant that it was Danny Boyle who directed it. I didn't see anything, you know, that made me feel like, you know, it was a quote-unquote Danny Boyle film. And I don't know what that would be. How so? Uh, so yeah. So I that I don't know. Starting off odd. Um, yesterday, uh, if you're unfamiliar, it is a film that just came out this past weekend, starring Hamish Patel. Lily James, Ed Sheeran, Kate McKinnon, uh, James Corden, Lamorne Morris, uh, among others. And the premise is a uh, musician, Hamish, Hamish Patel. Uh, he, he gets into an accident, and when he wakes up, he is the only person in the world who knows who the Beatles are, who knows any of their songs. And it's not even that he's the only person that remembers them. It's that they don't, they never existed in this parallel universe. And uh, he's the only one who knows what they were. Um, so this is, <laughs> I remember talking to a friend of mine a few, a couple of days ago about this movie. And he is a big fan of, of music, far more than I am, especially classical music. And I brought up yesterday, and he and I went to college together. We, we both graduated as fiction writing majors. Um, he's a teacher now. 
and we both kind of reached came to this conclusion that the premise for this movie is fairly similar to something we might have read from one of our uh, peers during college classes, you know, during like our senior seminar, intermediate fiction writing. Uh, you know, we had to write tons of short stories and things like that, and, and this premise feels very along the same lines as something like that. I think it's very amateurish in that way, and I'm not saying that as necessarily a bad thing. I think there's I think the premise has a lot of, you know, heart to it. I think there's a lot of opportunities with it to do things and, and to, to really explore uh, an idea. And it's, it's, an, it's original. It's, it's, you know, it's not something I've seen before. But there is still that level of, you know, this is some kid, you know, writing this. It, it kind of feels that way. And you know, obviously... Uh, Richard Curtis is is far from you know a kid and has written some good movies in his day, but this it I don't know there's just something about it that feels really amateurish um, to me, uh, and I was really concerned that the film would not strike the right tone that it would that it would you know take itself either too seriously or not seriously enough. And for that, on that side, I think that, that yesterday definitely, you know, Danny Boyle definitely finds a good tone for this movie. Most of the time, you know, it, it isn't the most serious thing in the world, and I think events happen way too fast in some cases, but I think that's also partly for, partly for effect, because it's the Beatles. And the idea that their music transcends time, transcends, uh, you know, society, transcends, you know, what what's changed in the world is an interesting one. I, I don't know that that would be true. I think there are definitely a lot, definitely some songs of theirs that would absolutely uh, be you know, huge, huge hits today if they were first released today and had not been before. But not all of them. Um, I think less now than there were just because the style of music has changed and, and people's ears, particularly younger people, which were such a huge part of, of um, the British invasion, you know, they're attuned to a very different sound now. You know, this isn't... 40 years ago. And so the movie doesn't ever really get into that. The movie doesn't address that at all. It doesn't concern itself with that side of things. It's mostly here to say this guy knows Beatles songs. It's the first time anyone else in, outside of him hears these Beatles songs. And uh, they're classics, instant classics. And, you know, we kind of watch his, his chronicling, his, his rise to fame this Jack Malik, and again, like, I don't think that's a bad avenue to take for this movie, I think that there's plenty of interesting things to do from that perspective, but I also think the movie doesn't do enough of them, uh, so for me, watching this, I think there are two big 
things, you know, when I hear this plot, when I, I understand what this movie's about, there are two elements that I really want to see on the screen. The first is I want to see Jack Malik as the only person who remembers the Beatles. I want to see him struggling uh, with the morality of it all. And I think the movie brushes against that and uh, eventually, you know, it, it does give way to that thread. Uh, but I think it is a little weak in its execution. You know, is this the right thing to do? You know, do these songs, has he earned the right to play these songs just simply by being the only person who knows them? And I think you could argue yes, by that very definite, you know, by that very, uh, you know, fact. And, you know, is it, you know, is he right to profit from them? Is it, you know, can he... I think there's a lot there, and the movie takes as you know a very cursory look at, at what that is. The second thing, and I think this is where the film fal- uh, falters a lot more, is uh, on just in- incorporating the songs themselves. You know, this is you know we had Rocket Man come out uh, a, co- a month or two ago, and that movie. Features a lot of Elton John music. Elton John, huge, huge performer, huge musician, very popular. Uh, who, you know, we we want to hear his music, just like in Bohemian Rhapsody. We want to hear Queen's music. And so I come to Yesterday, and I don't need it to just be a concert. I think that's absurd. But I want music, and I want the music integrated into the movie somehow, some way. I want plot points to you know fit with the music and to connect to the music and outside of one element uh which is the romantic uh plot line between Hamish Patel's Jack Malik and Lily James's Ellie Appleton outside of their strained and, and not great uh relationship thread in this movie the fact about the like the the very idea of these songs and their inclusion in the movie is kind of second fiddle to the stardom of it all and i really was disappointed in that i i wish you know half of the times that he's performing we only get snippets of the songs anyway and i don't need like i said it's not a concert but i i want to feel that the music in you know, incorporated and, and intertwined and interlaced within the plot, within the movie. And far too often, it simply wasn't. Um, I think one of the best moments in this movie, uh, where that I thought was done pretty effectively, uh, you know, he's with Ed Sheeran, and Ed Sheeran challenges him to uh, a songwriting competition gives each of them 10 minutes to write a song brand new and uh, then they play it for a small crowd and you know Ed Sheeran comes out and he sings a really nice song I thought and uh, Jack Malik comes out and he sings you know a Beatles song that is is a lot of it's a I mean it's a beautiful song and I love this moment we get to see and hear you know a, a significant portion portion of the song and 
you can feel the the energy in that room kind of uh, boil over almost with how affecting it is. And after he's finished, you know, you get Ed Sheeran. He makes this fantastic. He has this fantastic line of, you know. Now I know, you know, I forget the exact line, but it's something to the effect of like, now I know what Salieri feels like or something. And I thought that was great. I love that line. You know, Ed Sheeran was fantastic, actually really great in this movie, playing himself, kind of. And Hamish Patel in the scene is, is, you know, very quiet, very reserved. And like, you can see he knows what he did and how he didn't really write this song, but he struggles to kind of understand that or rather to recognize how whether or not he's able to present these this music as his own uh and i think that scene is is what i really wanted from the movie it just just using the beatles music to to really showcase a story and and showcase uh, these characters, and I think the movie doesn't concern itself with that at, at often enough at all. It really lets us down on the character front. It really lets us down on the plot th- uh, front because it just, it, it's, you know, in the span of maybe five minutes, we see him go from about to retire to, you know, king of pop in the world, and, and that's not, I just, I don't... The movie doesn't make me believe that that's how that would happen. That's all. That's all. Uh, Hamish Patel's performance is solid. He's very enjoyable in the lead role. And, uh, you know, he's not the Beatles, but he makes their music sound good. And I think that is the biggest thing you have to ask from a from a lead in this kind of movie. Lily James was a ton of fun. I, I thought she did a great job in this, uh, especially... Uh, in in the opening parts of the movie, I, I really liked her performance there. Uh, the deeper we got into the movie, I think the weaker the chemistry got between the two of them. And part of that is to do with you know the the plot and the the direction of their characters. But uh, I you know can't not lay a little bit of that blame at, at her and Hamish Patel's feet. Like I said, I love Dead Sharon, Kate McKinnon. Uh, um, such a caricature and not in a bad way you know she kind of is perfect for this kind of role and i just wish her character's thread had been resolved because it's really left hanging at the end and i really wanted one final scene of her but a lot of her dialogue is very on the nose and very transparent and i thought that was very fun uh, but that's those are about it. The other, uh, let me see, Joel Fry. Joel Fry plays the role of Rocky in this movie, who is uh, the roadie for uh, Jack Malik uh, as he ascends to his throne of pop music. And he was very, very charming and funny to me. I'm not familiar with him. Apparently, he was in 10,000 BC, 
Apparently he had some role in Paddington 2. But I really liked him in this movie. And I thought, you know, he had great comedic timing, great comedic delivery, and uh, just really stole a few scenes that it worked. It just, it really worked for me. I, I liked him. I hope, I hope to see him again uh, in future things. Um, the music, I said, I, like I said, the music I thought was very good. Uh, they chose, they did a lot of songs. They, they used tons of Beatles songs in this movie. Uh, I'm not, I wasn't familiar with every single one. I am not a, a huge fan of the Beatles. I, I haven't ever sat down and listened to their music. I think... I've enjoyed covers of their songs more than their performances of their songs, and maybe that speaks to the strength of the writing as opposed to the performances, but I I liked this. You know, none of these there weren't any songs in here that I was, you know, against or or negative on. So that to that end, I I guess um I guess, like like I said, like, I wish some of the ones that I did know, that I did recognize, that I did, um, was familiar with, that I'd heard a ton of times, that I could have sung along with, like, we get snippets of them, snippets of them, and I, I really think that that's a mistake, I, I think that that, that is uh, a mistake on, on Danny Boyle's part, or Richard Curtis's, you know. Who knows whose uh, decision that ended up being. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I think that's mostly it, though. Uh, Yesterday is definitely a fun enough film. It's certainly a good time at the movies. I was there. There was a big crowd. Everyone was, you know, really into it. And that helped and uh, made it a little bit more enjoyable for me as well. It's not... I don't think it's as good as Rocket Man, but I don't think it's you know I don't think it pales in comparison or anything. It it's certainly a fine film. Uh, it just I don't know it just didn't hit me, didn't affect me um, the way it, it might have affected other people. Because and here's another thing, part of the plot, and and this is not really a spoiler, but. The Beatles aren't the only thing that aren't in this alternate universe. There are a couple of other things that didn't don't exist either. And those are all super arbitrary. I, you know, it, it just it felt like, oh, this is a time where I can, you know, make this mundane thing not exist and uh, it won't have any bearing on the story or plot, but it'll just be a funny moment. And yet there's so many I don't know, just so many ripple effects of these things not existing in the world and what it means for society and human beings because, you know, yeah, the Beatles not existing changes, you know, the course of music to a degree and, and, you know, who knows what replaces them in popularity. But that ultimately, I don't think, has a huge effect on, on... the lives of people, especially not 
in, in 2019. On the other hand, there are some things that don't exist that really would have a huge effect on people because it's out. It's not just you know pop culture things. It's not just music. It's actual tangible things that never existed, and that's so so odd. And I feel like that's I don't know. I feel like that's that's a weird direction. I don't know. It was it was strange to me. It was strange to me. Uh, yeah, yesterday, I, I can't, I'm not gonna say don't see it, I, I think if you like the Beatles, you'll probably enjoy this, but it left a, a bit, quite a bit to be desired from, from me, that's, that's kind of where I'll leave it. Yesterday, directed by Danny Boyle, starring Hamish Patel, Lily James, Lily James, Ed Sheeran, Kate McKinnon, among others, that's it, that's it for today's episode, thank you for listening, um, Thank you. Appreciate it. It means a lot. If you would like to find more episodes, iTunes, Stitcher, plenty of other podcast locations, or you can head over to the website circleoffilm.com for that and much, much more. If you would like to get in touch with me, share your feelings on yesterday or anything else, really, uh, head over to Twitter at Circle of Film, Letterboxd at Circle of Film, or email circleoffilm at gmail.com. If you would like to support the show, like, rate, review, subscribe on whatever service you use, or you can go to patreon.com slash circle of film and become a patron for as little as eight cents an episode. Thank you for listening. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same tonight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long, farewell, oh, what I'll be to say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.